63. Number 63. So Haringey Borough or Yeovil will be at home. Number 52. And they will be at home to 52. And that is Hartlepool United. So Haringey or Yeovil against Hartlepool United. After another hiatus that we promised would never happen again, the Two Boys One Cup podcast is back with a new James Richardson style introduction. So prepare for more of before, because what's in store is a cup draw, events that no one foresaw, an emotional seesaw, and the final straw. Four. We're Jack, back. we're back. Sorry. <laughs> Straight <laughs> over the top of you. We're back. We are back. We're back in the studio. It's been a long time. What's the date? It's the 12th of November. Can you remember how long it is since we last did a pod? I have no idea. A while, isn't it? A while. A bit, a bit too, a bit too long. long. That's been that long, I don't remember. Yeah, um, this is going to be a bit of a weird episode. We've had a bit of a weird few times with the pod, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, we had a few games, not games to cover. Uh, I suppose we left the listeners, didn't we? Um, a big cliffhanger. Yeah, so following the, what was it, cancelled, I guess? Cancelled yeah, game, the, the home uh, game? Yeah, a game that was stopped due to uh, racial abuse. I wouldn't even explain what actually happened next in the sort of world of football. So that game was, so Yeovil were not pushed out of the cup, Harringay was Harringay, the game was just rescheduled. Yeah, so as you would have heard in the open, uh, Harringay were drawn against Hartlepool, or Harringay or Yeovil were drawn against Hartlepool. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, was a, the score the, the score was still to settle, which meant we're going to another replay under the lights. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so our second replay, kind of very weird replay. I'm not even sure if we'd call it a rematch, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then pretty very very strange circumstances for both teams. Um, and yeah, and then I mean, but then more's happened since that hasn't Alex? We've gone gone through a bit of a turbulent period, which we'll get into later. Yeah, we'll get to that um, later. I think we've got something else to do first. Though. Yeah, let's give the people what they want. I mean, this feature could rival Neil Warnock one day, couldn't it? Could do, yeah. I love uh, it. I genuinely love it. Yeah. I was actually listening to one of our other episodes earlier and I was just, I, could, I almost forgot the answers again. Yeah, it's a stand up. Relived man. it. Yeah, so play at home, guys. Uh, it's time for the news. At 10, two boys, one cup news. So, for any new listeners or people who have forgotten, this is the part of the show where me or Alex give free news stories. I did quotation marks there, but then I realised we were doing a podcast. <laughs> free news stories, um, two of which are fake, one of which is true, and it's up to the other person in the pod to guess which one is the uh, which one is the true one. Uh, it's inspired by Rebecca Vardy and uh, how she got sort of done over by Colleen Rooney with the fake stories. So yeah. basically, are we a little bit more wiser than Rebecca Vardy? Can we see the the uh, fake stories? We're from the trees. We're from the trees. Yeah. And I read last week. Uh, which means you're reading this week. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, we'll start. So we, we give the headlines first. So the first headline uh, is called King in the Closet. Okay, King in the Closet. I like that. Um, you like history, don't you? You're a bit of history buff. I love history. We've yeah. talked, about, we talked about Dan Snow. Yeah, so we've talked about Dan Snow in the pub before. We're both kind of into our history. Um, have you ever heard of Henry VIII? H- no. Tell me who. <laughs> so Henry VIII, um, he was a king and he sort of broke the record for having the most wives. Okay. Um, he got told off by the Pope, something like that. Okay, cool. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know too much about him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into the details. But, <laughs> um, but seriously, yeah, Henry VIII. Um, what, what do you know about Alex? Yeah, so he lived at Hampton Court, which is not far from here. Yep. Uh, I know this is a good fact, not particularly related to football. Catherine of Aragon, his first wife, yep. uh, they think might have been the first woman to have tea in the UK. And tea's like now seen as such an English thing. Wow. She brought tea because she came from Spain and the tr- Portuguese were trading with the Indians anyway. She I like my tea. history. Yeah, yeah. So she like that's like the biggest trendsetter ever. Yeah. Tea is still probably the biggest trend ever. Yeah, 
yeah, so yeah. you set that trend. That's mad. Yeah. Uh, well, what I know about him, he's quite a sporty guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know that. He loved his jousting. Yeah. Big into his jousting. Yeah. Um, what he didn't like was football. Oh, really? He really disliked football. He actually banned football. This okay. is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this isn't the this isn't tri- the trivia. This is the true bit that okay. he did ban football. Okay. Um, he believed football incited violence and riots and and basically poor behaviour. He might have had a point based on, <laughs> based, on <laughs> based on our experience on the games yeah. we've been to. But obviously, we love football. We would never want to get rid of football. Of course, yeah. But he wasn't a big fan. Um. So yeah, he banned football. Obviously, it didn't stick. Because otherwise, there wouldn't be a podcast right now. When he died. They did an inventory of his possessions, uh-huh. sort of like a, a royal record of what he owned. Okay. Um, in that inventory is listed was a pair of football boots. Okay. But he hated football. But he banned football. So he, he's obviously a bit of a hypocrite or I don't know. It's, yeah. like, it's a bit of a weird thing. Okay. Uh, the football boots cost four shillings apparently. Okay. And it's one of the earliest references to football boots in the entire world. Probably the first reference really? to football boots. Yeah. That's so cool. first pair of boots custom made for the sport of football. So I don't know. what Who made them? Uh, a Spanish bloke. Oh, okay. Catherine yeah. Aragon's Umbro. Umbro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's crazy, right? So he banned football, but yeah, he owned football boots. Like, he's a bit of a... I mean, he's, everyone knows he's a bit of a shit. He's kind of famously for being a bit of a dick, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. When he got um, old, he did get syphilis, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, that's not any excuse for banning football, is it? It is. It makes it... No, not about football, no. No. It makes you go crazy. It makes you go mental. Yeah, well, yeah. banning football is crazy, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> that's one thing we can agree. So that's called King in the Closet. That's your first one, mate. Okay. Next one. Um, this one's called You've Got a Friend in Chi. Okay. I apologise in advance for my pronunciation. Okay. Do you remember a player called Jackson Martinez? Yes. He's a Colombian striker. played for Atletico Madrid and he was tipped to join all the big teams. Yep. He was kind of the successor to the Aguero, Falcao, like Atletico yeah, yeah. Madrid always make great strikers. Uh, he didn't join a top team. Mm-hmm. He joined uh, Guangzhou Evergrande, yep. which is a Chinese team. Mm-hmm. He joined in 2016. Yep. Uh, it's quite a controversial decision. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he did it for money. Yep. Uh, when he joined there, he obviously needed a translator. Mm-hmm. His name was Han Chi. Okay. So Han Chi was with him basically all the way, translating, you know, uh, helping him on the way, what the coach said, what, you know, stuff like that. Yep. Um, he also taught Jackson Mandarin. Okay. Okay. Uh, they struck up an incredible friendship. This guy, <laughs> right? Okay. They are the best of friends. They often holiday together. Okay. Um, he was invited around for family dinner nearly every night. Yeah. Um, when uh, Jackson left um, Guangzhou and went to Porto, ne- Porto, again, Porto Alegre, Porto, Porto which okay. is the Portuguese team. Okay. Um, he often visits him in Portugal, even though he still lives in China. He often goes to visit him. Mm-hmm. And he was the best man at Jackson Martinez's wedding. Wow. So, yeah, you've got a friend in Chi. That's Han Chi. Basically, I just thought it's quite a nice story of, like, yeah, friendship, nice, yeah. you know. No Rebecca Vardy there. No Rebecca Vardy there, yeah. That's just that's the opposite of Rebecca Vardy. It's Pure a true enough. friend. Han Chi would never uh, <laughs> Release. Betray, betray Jackson <laughs> Martinez. Imagine that tweet. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. It's Han Chi. <laughs> it was Han Chi. <laughs> Everyone was like, who's that joke? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know anything about me, you know it's a massive deal. Uh, so that's called You've Got a Friend in Chi. Yeah, nice. Okay. And the last one's called Hand of Cod. Course it is, yeah. Okay, good. Um, me and you this year we went to Estonia. Yeah. And we both really liked it. Both thought Estonia was really cool. Mm-hmm. And we actually visited the city of Tallinn, which is the capital city. Yeah. Really, had loads of good fun. Really cool. Um, the Estonian second division is called the Meisterliga. Yeah. Meisterliga. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's true. And that is true. <laughs> uh, um, and in the Meisterliga, there's FC Lavadia Tallinn. Yeah. Um, which is Tallinn side, obviously. Um, their kit sponsor. Uh, was Aquarium OU, which is a local Thailand aquarium. Okay. Okay, right. That was a sh- uh, shirt sponsor for three years. Yep. The sponsorship ended this season. Okay. And now they're sponsored by some Italian restaurant in Thailand. Okay. okay. The reason why the sponsorship had to end after three, you know, beneficial years for both of them. Yeah. 
was because they had their end of season party <laughs> at the aquarium. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool venue, venue for that for an you know, season party. Yeah. Unfortunately, the players let themselves down massively. <laughs> got really, really drunk. Uh, were incredibly rude to staff. <laughs> right. okay. I don't know why I'm laughing. This is true. Yeah, let themselves down. Being really rude to staff, being quite crude. I can tell there's something fishy going on there. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Um, eventually, it culminated in one of the players pushing another player into the stingray <laughs> <the> pool. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry right. players been pushed into the stingray I don't know why I'm laughing I'm not, still thinking about Han Chi it's not like, funny right so one of the players pushed another player into the stingray pool you know at aquariums sometimes you can touch the stingrays and stuff yep right so obviously there's one of those sort of areas where you can dip your hand in the water and touch, you'll dip your hand in the water you know not jump in the water yeah obviously these players are roughhousing one of them pushed another one into the stingray pool mm-hmm. and they, anyway the aquarium was furious rightly so <laughs> for all of that especially the stingray incident <laughs> um, they pulled their sponsorship um, and now, like I said, they're sponsored by this um, Italian restaurant. Uh, they're currently 14th in the league. It's their worst start to the league in years. And they're probably going to get relegated, apparently, oh, from yeah. what I read. Um, I don't Sounds know if, like I, it, it was just Manta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, That's very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if they're related to the uh, poor form and the, the sponsorship, but, you know, it must have shaken them up a bit. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one's called Hand of Cards. Okay. Got Hand of Cards. You've got a friend in Chi and King in the Closet. Which of those do you think is true? Do you want to talk us through them and sort of what your sure, first yeah. reactions to them? Um, King in the Closet seems a strange one. Doesn't seem that unbelievable. Uh, I I wouldn't sh- I don't think they'd use football boots there because I don't think you'd be playing on grass. So I'm going to say that's probably not true. Okay. I think they play between towns in the early. I, th- I think my early what I've heard about football is they play between the the. Um, Gates going into two towns and they were the goals and you played between two. Oh, towns. okay, cool. So it's like two towns competing. Wow. I don't think that's that's, that's true. Case. Okay, Jackson Martinez one I love. It's not really a story; it's just a friendship. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, but it's a nice, it's like you know crossing borders and crossing sort of yeah, places. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely. It's really yeah. really nice. Uh, I hope to God it's the Stingray one, and purely on hope I'm going to go for that one as the true. The hand of God. Yeah. Well, it was in fact. King in the Closet. Oh, really? Yeah, so that oh, was nice. true. Um, so actually my history was bullshit. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. So like, it was a really early reference to football boots. Yeah. I don't know if they had studs or anything, but they were definitely football. They were made for football. Nice. Um, yeah, I made up the other two. Um, can I just say as well, no Stingray were harmed in the making of Two Boys, One Cup. <laughs> nice. Um, I really wanted to get through Hand of Cod with a serious face. I find it, as soon as I get to the Stingray bit, I find it. I was, I was running this through. <laughs> your own I, joke. We mentioned Tom on the podcast before. I was, I was trying to do this to Tom. And I couldn't get through it then either. Yeah, yeah, you're not, right. Laughing at my own joke. Um, something about stingray pool was just funny, but yeah. Like, yeah there you go. That, was, that was brilliant. I mean, we've got so much to talk about in today's episode. We've just <laughs> spent it talking about stingrays. Yeah, let's get off that. There you go. Two boys, one cup news. We're back again uh, next pod with more news. Yeah, and I'll be doing it then. At ten, it's two boys, one cup news. Okay, Jack, I think that's enough on Stingrays. Yep. Um, on to the football. We need to address the Harangay Borough versus uh, Yeovil Town replay. Yep. It's a pretty big game for us, wasn't it? Pretty big game for the podcast, pretty big game for the club. Yep, both um, clubs. In fact, it was such a pretty big game that you turned up a day in advance, right? Yeah, so I, had to, I couldn't buy tickets online and we were so worried we wouldn't get tickets. I turned up uh, on, on, you know, on my time off, yeah. doing stuff for the pod on my day off. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit weird. Harangay... You can uh, expense the journey, mate. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Harangay Football Club is like a market on the weekend. Or like when I was there, it was like a big market on. Oh, that's quite so I was like sort of go through the market and find this old woman and said, can I buy tickets to the game? And she was she looked pretty shocked someone was buying tickets in advance. So we were wrong. We didn't have to buy tickets in advance. Um, but that's like classic non-league thing, I guess. You yeah. can't just uh, book it all. 
But we did get our tickets Fair. in the end, yeah. didn't we? Uh, and we rocked up. It was an evening kickoff, obviously, because it was on a Tuesday. Tuesday night, under the lights, uh, quite a cold evening. We had uh, to actually queue to get through the door. Yeah. Lots of people we've never seen before. Lots of Yo- a few Yeovil fans as well. We thought they'd be yeah. young, didn't we? Uh, a lot of police. A lot of police. Big police yeah. presence. Um, and I think the atmosphere was amazing. It was, I think it was, it was exceptional. Yeah. There was loads of sort of... Um, anti-racism like sort of racism against racism badges and stuff like that a lot of talk about racism um, but really electric it felt something special in the air it felt like a really good reaction to what happened previously uh, and everyone was in a really good mood and absolutely loving it and yeah classic Haringey vintage Haringey it was vintage Haringey wasn't it yeah um, we we started the first half watching it uh, from the side to the left of the stand I think from some of these bigger games we've struggled to get into the seated area yeah yeah um, but Fair enough. Let the faithful sit in there. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're the faithful. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's three games at this point. But to the, we stood pretty much where we stood at the last game, didn't yeah. we? Uh, watched the first half in which Yeovil dominated. Yep. Um, yeah. Harangay had a new player we'd seen before, a guy called McDonald, who was really nippy, kept causing him problems. I thought he was dead on the score. Yeah, he was. He was like, what did you, I think you described him it when might we were watching the like, game. Like Jermaine Defoe or something. Like, or he gonna, oh, like you, a, you it, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it like a, a FIFA? So wait, on FIFA Pro Clubs, uh, whenever you, if everyone's ever played FIFA Pro Clubs, people can make their own player. And if you make him really short and really sort of tiny, yeah. they're insanely quick. So of course everyone does that. And it looked just like that. It looked like, it looked like someone shrunk him down. He was like running through the defender's legs. He was yeah, yeah. Small. He was <laughs> really, really quick. Uh, I thought he was dead on to score. He didn't score, annoyingly. No. Um, but he was really, really good. And I wonder why he was in before. I guess Harangay was saved, saving him for the big game when he was injured, yeah. Um, but uh, Yeovil went in 1-0 up, I believe. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. In the first half. Um, so, but Harangay heads did not go down. Songs got louder, if anything. Yeah. Harangay were not going to go down for a fight. Speaking yeah. of the fans, actually, there was one uh, kind of group of fans on the other side who we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bunch of school kids, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think you could clearly see. So what they'd done is kind of drawn on uh, loads of big bits of paper, basically, yeah. and taken them all together and made banners go around the pitch saying, say yeah. no to racism. And it really like, did have the feel of a, a family club and things yeah. you don't often see. It felt like uh, a big event, not just for Harangay, but almost for, for British football kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It was the coolest school trip I've ever seen. Yeah. <clears throat> so nice. They were really cool, weren't they? Yeah, the, the teachers were really cool. The kids were like really well behaved and yeah. nice. I used to go on school trips. We used to go sit by the road and count the cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you? Yeah, you'd like, you'd like to work out congestion and stuff. You'd work out like how many cars get past. Well, I, I went to a different school to you. Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I went to Krakow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, but yeah, anyway, like I said, a, 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 a replay under the lights, pretty cool school trip. It was excellent, yeah. It was very yeah. fun. Um, um, can I just say as well, one, one of the school kids, he uh, tapped me on the shoulder and said, there's a spider on you. So I, you weren't really, look, you were watching the game, obviously. Yeah. I was really scared. I was like, I'm going to get bullied. This is, this is happening again. Again. <laughs> again I'm going to get picked on by this, uh, by this cool kid. So I froze up a bit, sort of looked at him and sort of, sort of you know, ignored him almost. Like, Stayed cool, yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, never mind. Sort of, no, you've got a spider on you. I was like, this kid is relentless. <laughs> <laughs> this kid really wants to get a rise out of me. I sort of like I sort of brushed my head. Turns out there was a spider, <laughs> and he was just looking out for me. Oh, um, that's nice. So yeah, another friendly moment from the Harringay. Yeah, so Harringay can never do wrong. I thought I was being bullied. I was actually being protected by what could have been a dangerous spider. Probably wasn't a dangerous spider. As lovely a game as it was, it's breaking my heart to say this. It will be our last trip to Coles Park. At least our last trip on the podcast. Yeah, three 0 on the end. Yeovil, Harringay did not look like they were ever going ever to win. To be honest. No, they were compared they were to the outclassed, compared to the they? first game actually. Yeah. They were really, yeah, they're out, they were out. Like, I think Yeovil realised how big the occasion was after the really unfortunate events. I think Yeovil were like, listen, let's put this away. Let's move past this. Basically, erase this from history in, a bit, in the, any way we can. Let's yeah. beat them. Um, but, listen, Haringey fans, 
it didn't seem to dampen any mood. It was really different to Premier League games. Yeah, exactly. Um, I agree. There's, there's a video on our Instagram, if you follow our Instagram, which is two underscore boys underscore one, uh, of the Harringay fans singing at the end. And it's such a nice video. It's yeah. just like genuinely heartfelt, like yeah. touched, touched up. They just didn't like, no one seemed to mind they were losing. It's more the fact that they were, they were like, they were so proud of themselves for yeah. their, their sound of racism. And rightly so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was absolutely amazing. We are now, well, in this timeline, we are now Yeovil fans. Yes, we became Yeovil yeah. fans. We still are Yeovil fans. Yes, we're um, fans as but well. But we knew we were going to Yeovil versus Hartlepool. Yep. Um, that took place, what, 10 days after the replay, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Something like that. On the Saturday <coughs> again. Yep. Um, we didn't spend the night in Yeovil. No, so we thought we'd go, we have a whole day there. We go in the morning, yeah. enjoy, enjoy Somerset. I love the West Country. I studied in Bath, so I was quite excited to go to the West Country. <coughs> um, and we got the train down. Yeah. Now we are there. Give us a rundown on where we are, Jack. I don't know where we are. Okay, good, 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 good start. Well, uh, well, what we've done this morning, we've got a train from South West London yeah, so out to a town called Castle Kerry. We're going to Castle Kerry, which is the closest station to Glastonbury. Um, yeah, it's in the festival. It's a bit sweet, a bit sweet for me because I didn't get tickets to Glastonbury this year. Oh, yeah. So I went last year, and it was bloody amazing. I suppose this is a replacement trip. It's two birds, one stone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not only are we following the mighty Yo's to their home ground. We're also going to Glastonbury in a sense. Yeah, we are, exactly. So, yeah. Um, Pretty nice morning. But yeah, apparently Glastonbury town's really hippie, really fun. Apparently everyone sells crystals. Um, yeah. N- like, not meth though, right? No. Well, probably, probably there, do, yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's, not. It's a very chilly, frosty uh, November morning, yeah. yeah. And I'm excited for my full English that we've, we've both promised to get when we get there. Yeah. Anyone, I was about to say, if anyone knows a good full English in, in a Castle Carry, give us a shout yeah, out. Ryan. Realize, this isn't live. Yeah, so if you could do that in the next 15 minutes. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Castle Carry. Uh, yeah, so about football. I'm excited to see a new town, man. It's good. This is what the pod's all about, right? Big big journeys across the country. Seeing the world. Mm-hmm. Seeing those little corners of England. I wish this bird on the town I was fucking speaking over us. Yeah. Sorry, that was pretty aggressive. Bird? <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Please tell me it's female. All this football culture. Got me all laddie. Getting carried away. It's bird. It's bird offensive. It's, a bird. it's not polite, is it? I think. No, some bird. Well, we, where were we the other day? I said, oh yeah, the pub. I'm watching that. So we've had a pretty busy really week together, right? To a Halloween party on Friday. We did go to a Halloween party, and then the next day we watched England lose in the Rugby World Cup final, um, in which I referred to a lady as a bird, and she heard me, and she, she took it well. She laughed, mm. and he said it again. I think she found it less funny. Though. Yeah, yeah, probably. She was in the way, though. She was in the way, and she, yeah, so maybe you know, she's back her ideas up herself. Really. What else have you done this week? <coughs> I've had a pretty big week. What have I done this week? I played football on Thursday and we lost 3 1. Okay, did you score? No. Concede any? Well, I mean, obviously, you can see you're through, but uh, were you at no, fault for any? I don't think, don't think I was. Okay. People, if you're anyone part of the team, can write in and say I've asked for the goals. I believe. They're sitting home thinking, yes, I'm, he definitely was. There's three goals, and I can, I, in my head, I'm picturing the three people I think were at fault. Okay, say here. and you're not one of them. I don't think I'm one of them, but I'm Fair. sure people would disagree. That's like that, um, that's like that Brandon Rogers thing where he's got an envelope with the three names he thinks are going to let him down this season. I haven't seen that. No? It's like a mind trick thing. Where at the start of the season, he writes down. It's on that Liverpool documentary. He writes down three names. Probably wrote down Jordan Henson. Yeah. And the three people he thinks are going to let the team down this season. Wow. It's powerful. Do you reckon if your team had done that, you'd be one of them? I reckon names. it was blank. It was all. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's all he stole it from Ferguson. Well, if someone wrote down a list of white team. Yeah. I think I'd almost definitely be on it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think I'd be at the top, and I think. <laughs> your name three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack Dorma, Jack Dorma, Jack Dorma. Yeah. Like the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Quite 
I've, I, uh, I've told you this already, but I want to mention it on the pod. Passed my driving test this week. Well done, mate. Thanks, mate. Congratulations. I mean, uh, next time we can drive to Yeovil. Yeah, you can get a car. I've got a car. You've got a car? Yeah. It's really old, though. It's older than me. Oh, banger. Yeah, 1994. Older right. than uh, Man City. Two boys, Yes, Good. two boys, one cup. Should we get some branding on it? Should we sponsor it? Yes, 100%. I think yeah. like it's a family car, but I think they'll be alright with that. Should we put, yeah, it's on the we side. haven't really got a logo. Should we get a logo? No, we don't really, do we? We just have the two boys, one cup and the keep calm, carry on fun. Fine, let's just do that. I think it's a, that's a good logo. That's a good logo, yeah, it's basic. Yeah, like, Tesco isn't a great logo. There's any graphic designers listening? Mm-hmm. Make a logo for us. We can't mm-hmm. pay you, but give you a shout out on the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like anybody who knows of any good cafes in Castle Perry, anybody who's a graphic designer, yeah. and then it's like a Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> you're, both those you're both of those things. Oh boy, you're getting. <laughs> please, please, you write it. So valuable to the board. <laughs> so as you can hear from that, we're quite excited to get to, to get to the game, um, and we're excited to meet a new club. Yeah, a new club. Now you said that in a particular way, but I've got I'm taking issue with it. In fact, a few people have taken issue with it. You what? With uh, yeah, I'm, I know. I love it. You love it, but some people have a problem with the new club jingle. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feigning ignorance here, I know. <clears throat> I think. And when I say some people, everyone has a problem with the new club yeah, jingle. Yeah, I think I've, I've heard about. Even people who like it say mm. you, should, you should stop doing it. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, a bit like, it's a bit like a drug for me. It's like, I know it's bad for me. I know I shouldn't be doing it, but I just can't keep away from it. I like it because it's, it's just ours. I like how much everyone hates it. And we like I'm it. I'm powered yeah. by the evil. But, you know, we end the day with professionals. We have to listen to the public. Yeah. So for one last time, should we roll the new club jingle and we'll, we'll make something new for the next episode? I guess so. New club. New club. New club. New club. New club. New clubs. New club. <laughs> What the hell is that? It's a, it's a new club. It's a new club. Brings a tear to my eye. Yeah, so if everyone listening now, just play it back again. Yeah. Use that all the like, 10 second replay thing to go mm-hmm. and hear it again. If you want to, I think most people will. Relive it. Relive it. Tell uh, me about Hartlepool, Jack. Hartlepool. So, nicknamed the Pools or the Monkey Hangers. I feel like every football fan has heard the Monkey Hanger story. Do you want me to explain it? If not, why don't you tell me what you know about it? And we'll, so, yeah. what I think I know about the Monkey Hangers yep. or Hartlepool United? Yep. Hartlepool Football okay. Club United. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, they. I think it's in the 19th century at some point, a Napoleonic sailor, so a French sailor, uh, or a French sailing ship washed up on the northeast coast. Yeah. Uh, it was found near Hartlepool, uh, and the only surviving, um, not person, but the only surviving thing on, on the ship was a monkey yeah. uh, dressed up in French uniform. Yeah. Um, the sailors in the northeast thought that the monkey was a spy, uh, so they hung it. Yeah, that's basically it. They had a trial for it, which just seems a bit weird. Yeah, but even, it was a fixed trial, right? Yeah, well, even if the monkey could speak, it would speak French. So it'd be... <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. <Je sais> pas. <laughs> Completely pointless. Um, a lot of people say it's just a false story. It's pretty not true. Yeah. Uh, I heard quite a dark version of that, actually. They hung a real person. They, they covered it up as a monkey. All this stuff as well. Really? Wow. Um, but yeah, that's the famous story that uh, sort of hangs over Hartlepool. Nice. Not, not just a club. <laughs> yeah, very good. <clears throat> um, but I've got another 
Well, we're going to come back to the monkey hangers because I've got another element to that story, which I think even makes it even juicier. Okay. Uh, but they play in Victoria Park. They were founded in 1908. They play in a, quite a cool blue and white strip. I like their kit. Yep. Um, one of their managers was once Mr. Brian Clough, probably really? the greatest manager of all time, or one of the, certainly one of the greatest managers yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's quite a cool claim to fame. They've got quite a few famous fans. Uh, my most famous one probably being Jeff Stelling. I, I think say, everyone yeah. knows about Jeff Stelling. Um, also Ridley Scott, the famous director, sports them, and also Pete Donaldson, who hosts the Football Ramble. So yeah, another, yeah, yeah. another football podcast alum. Carrying on uh, our tradition of plugging other podcasts in our own yeah, podcast. Yeah. Although, if you're listening to our podcast, I don't know why you'd listen to Football Ramble, yeah, because you've got your football podcast yeah, yeah, you're right. sort of sewed up. But, you know, if you do, no worries. <coughs> uh, now, but, back on the monkey hangers. Yeah. So, do you know who the Hartlepool mascot is? A monkey. It is a monkey. Is it? It's Hangus the monkey. Ooh, so yeah. like Angus the monkey, but Hangus the monkey. Clever, yeah. It's clever. So it's kind of like making it a bit more kid friendly. Yeah. Um, you might think that that's pretty normal. Yeah. What if I told you he was elected mayor in 2002? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being completely serious. Really? Yeah. So in 2002, he ran as a sort of an outside, wasn't representing any party, he ran as an independent, uh-huh. as Hangus the monkey. Right. His real name was uh, Stuart Drummond, but he yeah. ran as the monkey. Uh, one of his policies was to give out free bananas to kids, <laughs> under, so kids under 11. Um, this was a complete joke and a stunt by the club almost. The, uh-huh. sun, the, cl- the club funded it all. Yeah. He actually got a lot of traction uh, throughout the election. He was actually doing really well. So he actually starts to get quite serious. He um, had quite stern. He w- wants to clean up the crime in the area, which is everyone, everyone <laughs> get behind that. <laughs> this is all, this is all Are true. you sure that we're not still on <laughs> so uh, Two Boys, uh, One Cup yeah. News? So I was reading this and I was like, fuck, I should have done this for Two Boys, One Cup News. But we're doing it now anyway. This yeah. is all true, by the way. This is brilliant. Uh, yeah, free bananas to kids under 11. He wants to really get sort of tackle crime. He wanted to keep the local sports centre open, which is fair enough because you'll see it was football. Yeah. Hangus, or Stuart, whatever you call him. And yet he beat the Labour uh, candidate uh, very narrowly, but he was elected mayor. Uh, the Conservative candidate said that this was really good. And he actually, you know, even though it started as a joke, he pulled his socks up and does seem to care a lot about local politics. <laughs> he uh, his socks. He's a mascot. <laughs> and the uh, Labour leader said it was an absolute joke and it's made Hartley Poor a complete laughing stock. I mean, let's be honest. Who's the real laughing stock? Yeah, Who's yeah. the real chimp here? <laughs> Exactly, yeah. But that's great, right? right I'd vote for him. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Especially considering our current government yeah, exactly. electorals. Let's yeah. not get political, Jack. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, they're playing a national league, which is the same league as Yeovil. Yeah. <clears throat> so a bit like Cray and um, a bit like when we had Cray Wanderers versus Aaron Gay. Two clubs in the same league, so uh-huh. hopefully a bit of a tight competition. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's Hartlepool United. Cool. Excellent. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, so we started our morning in Castle Carrie, which is a really nice sort of uh, Somerset West Country town it's gorgeous wasn't it had breakfast there climbed up a big hill it was pissing it down I was about to say it was a lovely sunny day though wasn't it yeah um, but you know just the, the rain didn't deter us we still had a nice time yeah. had a wander around a bookshop just had really, a lovely bra- breakfast yeah just really enjoying the West Country and all its glory uh, decided to leave Castle Carry and head to Yeovil mm-hmm. uh, for our game both really excited weren't we mm. um, well our sort of excitement was dashed sadly wasn't it yeah so as we were pulling into Yeovil Penmill Station having had such a lovely morning just dried off from the heavy rain. Yeah. Um, Jack showed me a tweet that said that uh, there will be a pitch inspection at one thirty p.m. Uh, because the pitch looked like it was waterlogged. Yeah. Um, literally, as we stepped off the train, uh, announcement came through that the game had been cancelled. So, literally, as we stepped down into Yeovil for the very first time, the game was postponed, uh, which meant our purpose in Yeovil was redundant and we were just left sort of wandering around this town we didn't really know what to do yeah it's also quite difficult to get out of Yeovil <laughs> the trains are quite irregular yeah so our, our return <coughs> train meant we had to go back to Castle Kerry yeah which was a which rare. was only yeah. every three hours yeah so, so we were kind we, of we had some time to kill in Yeovil right? yeah we did um, so I mean no prizes for guessing what we did we spent most of our time in that pubs 
Uh, you bought some jeans. They bought some jeans. Uh, yeah. So if you if you do go to Yeovil, remember to buy some jeans because that's apparently it's a good place to do it. Um, and yeah, we kind of we had a nice meal. We had nice we had a nice lunch. <laughs> so what's happened Alex so as we got off the train at Yeovil Penn Mill Station you showed me a tweet um, that read game is set to have a pitch inspection at 1.30 um, there was a quick another tweet following that which said that the game has been postponed literally as we arrived at Yeovil and I nearly jumped in front of the train <laughs> yeah I mean it's been a bit of a trek to get here Trek, been quite expensive, quite expensive trek. Pissed down with rain. Um, yeah. And now the game, the game we come to see isn't even being played. So now we're sit, currently sitting in uh, what, a hotel in Yeovil. I know they've just sold us food, but I'm willing to say it's a shit hotel. <laughs> <laughs> people are nice, people are nice enough, but yeah, people are nice, but uh, yeah, not a great meal, not a great hotel. But great company. We aren't staying here, by the way. We're going to go into London, but just having, just having some lunch and. Digesting the day. Buying a pint, drinking on sorrows. Yeah, I might just get a bit pissed. Yeah, yeah, good do. We, we're trying to work out a plan, aren't we, for Tuesday? Not, yeah, not so really sure. It, it, it's, like, yeah, so we both have to work. We both have to work on the, on the following Wednesday as well. Um, and yeah. it just doesn't look doable. It doesn't, doesn't look possible, does it? Yeah. Uh, which, is pretty, which is pretty gutting. It is gutting. I do, I do want to carry on the journey, but I feel like everyone's throwing. I mean, it's, it's I like pretty Yeovil, unlikely I to be like, finding a random path of games and have two consecutive postponed games. Yeah, I feel like Yeovil are doing everything they can to get out of the cup. Yeah, <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> they want just to get do. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Also, if, I don't think. I mean, I'm not a pitch inspector. Far from it. But I, I don't think it's. I think they could have done the game. It's not that wet. Surely it's raining all over, all over the country. All the Premier League games are kicked off. Yeah, exactly. All the other FA Cup ties are kicked off. Yeah, so I don't really get why. There were 25 ties on at 3 o'clock. Only one was being cancelled. The one we, one we get to. Is it, but well, while we're on the subject, is a pitch inspector for a full-time role? Or is it just like the grounds? I think, they, they, I think there's, about, there's about five in the country and you get, you get called in yeah. and you get paid like 200 grand a job. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you maybe do like one a year. So you're getting mixed up with Hitman. So I think, <laughs> well, that's the thing, like, you probably work in a bakery or a butcher. Yeah. And then you're just doing your job, and then suddenly, think suddenly so. like that, that phone in the back rings. It's the pitch inspector. And, and his wife's like, "Don't, don't pick it up, please, don't pick it up." Not today, Gary. You promised me. You promised, Gary. I've you promised you gave it, that, Susan. You gave up that life. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Gary here. I'll be there in five minutes. He, he's, yeah. Just gets in his car. And she's like, "Please." I like that. And he arrives, and everyone sort of gets all quiet, and it's like yeah. bows their heads to him. But he does like he just puts all his senses. Tastes taste the grass, yeah. touches the grass, smells the grass. It's this pitch is not fit for playing on. And then the manager's like, please, if we don't play this game, we're going to go bankrupt. It's yeah. like, should have thought about that before you got a shit pitch. <laughs> <laughs> before you didn't get cover for your pitch, you, you dosser. <laughs> You're making Tyson Fury. <laughs> You're making dosser. <laughs> I like in your, world, your, in your pitch inspector world how... They have like regular but non-pitch related jobs, so that bakers yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's thing, it's like like money laundering. It's like they have a normal job. Yes, of like Gus Fring in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day today, but really behind all that, there's the most glamorous, dangerous job in the world, which yeah. is pitch inspecting. It sounds like a early 2000s Channel Five program, the Pitch Inspector. The Pitch Inspector. Yeah. This, is, yeah, it's been, this picture, Pitch Inspector, has been years. It's been like eight years. Yeah. He's just a normal butcher now. He's cutting up a pig. And his wife's happy. He's finally got his got her husband finally. back. Kind of got Gary back. 
and then that, the black, so landline. Gary Nunn. It's a black, like, sort of di- uh, dialed up landline. Yeah. Bling, yeah. bling. Gary, Gary's not. Just like, pushes the doors out the room. Go to bed, Susan. Go to, go to bed. <laughs> go to bed quickly. Gary, you do not pick up that phone. Gary, listen to me. You promised me. I'll you promise you. On our wedding time. day. You son of a bitch. Cheers <laughs> <laughs> to that. Yeah, so as you can hear, we were going a bit bit crazy, weren't we, in that, that, that period of time? Yeah, making up characters and losing our minds a bit. Got completely <laughs> mental. There wasn't very much doing over. We kind of wandered around. We did sort of three laps of the town and ended up in a uh, arcade. It was like... Yeah, come bowling alley where we just sort of messed about on arcade machines. Spent money we didn't need to spend. Yeah, didn't know if to laugh or cry. Yeah. Um, and also uh, we, didn't, we didn't really know what we were going to do. Well, we kind of knew that we wouldn't be able to make the next game. Which sucks, which is the whole point, the whole point in this kind of journeys we get to every game yeah. um, uh, we didn't expect to have so many replays so early on yeah. especially two that weren't from draws yeah I mean, like... one, after, one first time ever racist yeah, dispute yeah. and then of course a Randolph game the only Randolph game in the FA Cup yeah. um, so well, yeah, we, we, we couldn't go to it there's no way it could happen so uh, the alternative to that was that we'd spend that time together yep which we're doing which is right now yeah so to reveal that we actually we're together right now and the Hartlepool so the Yeovil Hartlepool game is going on it's currently the 73rd minute 73rd 73rd and I'll reveal live on air that Yeovil are currently losing our Yeovil the team we support are losing oh, no. 3-1 uh, maybe Yeovil can turn it around in the last sort of um, so it looks like we're going to support Hartlepool let's support Hartlepool uh, we know that what well, ne- the next game is going to be after this don't we yep um, come on, you hangers. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. Come on, we're still Yeovil fans. Sorry, though. yeah. Come and, on, you uh, Glovers. Come on, you Glovers, yeah. Um, the next game, so whoever wins this is going to play either Exeter City or Cambridge. They've got replay as well. Yeah. So, so you can imagine our reaction when we heard the draw last night. I think you, I said earlier in the uh, in the recording that I'd quite like a decisive draw. I'd like it to be one team versus another team. Yeah. And instead, we've got a replay versus a replay. Yeah, standards. Disgusting us. Um, but these, and it's going to be at... It's going to be at Cambridge or Exeter as well. So we're back in the south, yep. uh, which is good for us and our train fares and our wallets. Um, and also two two nice cities. Have you been to Exeter before? I've never been to either of them. Neither of us have either yeah. been to Exeter or Cambridge. Yeah. Um, but they're both pretty quite fun, both big uni towns. You, yep. can, go, you can go punting in Cambridge and I'm sure there's something to do in Exeter as well. There's, yep. probably, there's probably an arcade in Exeter. There's probably an arcade in Exeter. Yeah, yeah. Might buy, even be pubs in both. Yeah, <laughs> you can probably buy jeans in Exeter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as of right now, we don't know who's going through. It's pretty hardly pulled, but hopefully Yeovil come on the Glovers. Yep. We are Yeovil fans. I know sometimes it feels like we're just Harringay fans, but we are. <laughs> the whole point is we support whoever the team is winning. I'm still a Croydon fan. Croydon, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, we won't know till maybe the end of the pod we'll, we'll reveal it live on air. Um, but we need to kind of wind down the clock. We can't, we can't watch it. It's not on, not on TV. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we should do something else. We, what should we do? Something, something big in the world has happened this week. Yeah. Uh, happened, did it happen today or last night? Well, so yesterday, yeah. Uh, a Mr. N. Warnock left his post at Cardiff City. Yeah. And today, he announced. Well, he didn't announce, but the the, the talk is that he might be retiring. Yeah. The article I read was that uh, he left in preemptive of basically him announcing he's finishing the football. Um, which is pretty sad for us because we're obviously massive Warnock fans. Huge, huge Warnock fans. And we thought, almost like a club retires a number yeah. when uh, you know a player's been there for a long time. I think Liverpool retired 23 after Carragher left. I'm sure there's Tottenham equivalents. Yeah. We, after this episode, we're retiring the Neil Warnock book. Yeah, what a bombshell we just dropped there. So that, Let's just let that dust settle for a bit. Yeah, day one fans, you've lost a new club jingle and the Neil Warnock book in, in one episode. episode. Yeah. In two clubs, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both Arangay and yeah, Yeovil. Yeah. yeah, crazy, isn't it? Um, so, but, you know, we've we, we got to keep moving forward. We've got to evolve, right? Yeah, that's what the pod's all about. Um, but we're, we're going to go out with a bang. You've picked a section of the book, have you? Yeah, shall I uh, read it now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's crack on. 
I promised William I would take him to the first FA Cup final at the New Wembley. All the family travelled down to London and the day before the game, William and I drove up to Wembley on the Saturday morning. He was so excited when he saw the arch towering over the stadium. We got closer and closer and even though it was only 11.30, the place was buzzing. It took us a while to find the right entrance. It was a long walk for a five-year-old. Come to think of it, it was a long walk for a 58-year-old too. I got recognised by a few West Ham fans along the way. They started singing to me. There's only one Carlos Tevez, they yelled as I went past. I had my picture taken with some of them. They're a loyal bunch, West Ham fans. I always enjoyed their humour. We bumped into Steve McLaren outside. He was struggling to find his way too. I introduced him to William, who looked incredibly dapper in his new suit, and William shook the England manager's hand. William not, had not stopped talking about that ever since. We had lunch in one of the hospitality areas and then went out into the stadium. The first look at the new Wembley was amazing. What a sight. I know it was late opening, but it's worth the wait. I sat with William and we talked. He's a good little player already, and I told him one day he'd play there on that pitch. Then I thought about when I started my management. My ambition was to manage a team at Wembley, and I did it five times. Now I was thinking I'd love to do it again at the new stadium. We were sitting with the Chelsea fans. I was glad about that. After the events of the previous weekend, I wanted Chelsea to win. William had found a blue Chelsea balloon, he wouldn't let it go. Then I saw Sir Alex walking out on the pitch. I'm sorry, mate, I said to myself. I'm not that bothered about how well you played today because I know you're going to lose, just like I know Liverpool are going to lose to AC Milan. Then I did something I very rarely do. I phoned a bookmaker, I rang my ex-wife, Sue, whose partner Malcolm knows a bookie. I asked him to put a few hundred quid on a double, Chelsea and AC Milan to win. Then I sat back and watched. United were the better team in the final, but I knew what the result was going to be. Just when it seemed like pens, up popped Didier Drogba to win it for Chelsea. The fans around us went mad with absolute joy. I sat there just motionless. I cleared out my office the week after and I said my goodbyes. I had some great staff at that club. How sweet. That's really, really nice. That's I like the uh, the excitement about the new Wembley because we're going to be doing that. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to mirror that journey. I like, <clears throat> we've, we've slagged him off a little bit. We'll take the piss out of him a little bit. And it's actually, genuinely, that was a well-written charming piece of writing yeah 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 I really completely it. in opposition to the whole rest of the book yeah exactly yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's the best thing to end on isn't it because yeah. obviously reference to the FA Cup final which we're going to like say we're going to do that journey we're going to see that famous arch um, I like how he bumped into Steve McLaren it's like, bumping, it's like us bumping into Southgate what I also oh, like is sorry, in, mate. in that story no one knows where they're going <laughs> yeah, I yeah. couldn't find my exit well, and <laughs> have you been to Wembley it is a pain in the arse yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I get a bit confused um, so first it's good to know we're not alone it's just so exciting that we are going to be I, like part of why people love the FA Cup is because it's been around for years and years yeah, yeah. so like everyone's experienced as a kid and like he talks about his five-year-old being there and his, his yeah, young, young son being there. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to be, you know, have those same emotions seeing the arch from a distance and getting closer and seeing how big it is and then the excitement is the pitch. Oh, it's just so, so cool. Exactly that. Um, yeah, well, it's a, really, it's a really good note to end it on. Should we, should we talk about our favourite our favorite warm-up bits? Yeah. I feel like the chapter everyone will remember will be the Sean Bean chapter. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Which is just it's so absolutely good. insane. Uh, it goes from strength <laughs> to strength. It's complete yeah. farce, really. It's really good. Um in fact, like when he's with Alex Ferguson and Ferguson's eating all the biscuits stuff like that. That's really um, good. That's really good. As I was well. flicking through the book then, and he, like, pretty much every other page is Kevin McCabe, who I think, <laughs> I think he absolutely despises. Yeah. Like, I think I was reading the final page as well, and it said like how much he hadn't, he still hadn't forgiven Kevin McCabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's quite a bitter man. Um, yeah, really. So yeah, I mean we. Like I said, it wasn't the best book I've written, but God, we really got a massive kick out of it. Yeah. Well, we've put a lovely picture. There's some pictures enclosed in the middle of the book, like yeah. attached in, and uh, I'll put one of them on Instagram now. Yeah, because they're quite cool. And um, we might return to the book. We might get a new book. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, thank you, Thanks for everything. I hope you get it. I hope you don't retire. You might, I hope you don't I'm retire. I'm pretty certain you will. But I hope you don't. Maybe you'll be end up 
uh, managing one of our teams. We kind of hope we get Cardiff. Yeah, or maybe, just maybe. It all goes tits up with Chris Wilder. Yeah. A big return to management at Sheffield United that, for the Neil Warnock, and we see them in the cup. That'd be the dream in the final, yeah. Yeah, that'd be insane. Cool. Well, like I said, it's been a bit of a weird pod. Um, should we actually ship? Should we announce the sort of result of well, the game? If, if, the, if the results happened, yeah. Well, let's got, do it. Got, well I'll, let, I'll let you know. Whilst you're reading Warnock, something's changed. What? What do you, what do you think happened? What do you, who do you think? So, when you last told me it was 3 1 to Hartlepool, I'm going to yeah. guess it's now 4 1 to Hartlepool. Yeah, 4 1 Hartlepool. So, <clears throat> and it's the 90, 91st minute. Okay. I think it's fair to say our beloved Joe Villa are out. Are they beloved? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, team... the one game we watched them play, they were right, the fans were racist. Yeah, and then, we were supposed and to then be, the yeah. game was cancelled. Uh, I, I was joking while we were in Yeovil. I've never met a club that wants to be in the FA Cup less than Yeovil. Yeah. Raining off a game and then um, getting one called off due to racism. Um, but listen, I like the, the fans were pretty cool. The ones that weren't being racist were, yeah. seemed really cool. They, yeah, they yeah, tra- yeah. Which tra- was only two. We yeah, say. and they, they travelled really far. Um, so yeah, fair play to them. And I think they played quite. Actually, they played quite good football. The one thing that's a shame is Exeter Yeovil would have been a huge derby. Oh, would it? Been? Yeah, they yeah. were near each other. They got a bit of everything. But now I suppose for the Hartlepool fans, they have a bloody another long journey. Yeah. Potentially, if you go to every Hartlepool game, you've been to Yeovil twice, and you have to, might have to go to Exeter again. Bless them. But uh, do you know what? I'll say on that. Uh, my friend's a Hartlepool fan who's been messaging me throughout this pod. He says the Hartlepool fans, he said, his exact quote was, if you loved Harringay, you're going to love the Hartlepool boys. Okay, so, good, good. good, we've good. Got, there's, lot, there's lots to sort of live up to. Apparently they're absolutely nuts. Apparently they love the footy, so I think that we're going to fit right in, Alex. We should say your friend, can we, give, can we say his name? Yeah, his name's Joe Trotter. Yeah, because he came to the last game and, and suffered the similar fate to us. When yeah, it was uh, but he was, so, he was from uh, South London as well. Yeah. I, I felt a lot really bad for the Hartlepool fans who came away from, from Hartlepool. Yeah. Um, but he deserves a shout-out for being through the same pain. Yeah, so well done, mate. And he'll probably join us at the next game. And um, hopefully, Joe, like everyone else listening, you're going to listen to the next pod. Exactly, yeah. Which will be, well, be Hartlepool versus, <laughs> we don't know yet. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Either Exeter or Cambridge. Yeah. Will you join me there, Jack? Of course I will, mate. Cool. See you, mate. See you, buddy. Bye.